Welcome everyone, this is yours truly, Mac on the Rock with the Radio Socialist for the last five weeks of shows, I guess. I can't, I can't think enough how fortunate we are to not only have the Radio Socialist here as a virgin to radio, but we have gadgets here to talk about that we are learning to use because of him. So, without any further ado, welcome the last of the 2022 Radio Socialist Show here on The Young and Old. How are you, sir? Good. Um, how was your Christmas? Uh, no, uh, no charcoal. Just a big, juicy loss by the your Miami Dolphins. I started a petition drive. Uh, to rename the Miami Dolphins the Miami River Mullets because they stink like fish. I saw a video today that's been circling around on the internet that might explain Tua Tagovailoa's composure as a quarterback. On a play that he threw, I think uh, incomplete, he got hit and he fell back on the back of his head and he hit hard on the grass. Hard enough that he lost his composure in the second half, and he lost the game. Single-handedly, three picks at the worst possible time. Defense gave him the ball, gave him the ball, gave him the ball, and he threw three picks. He actually threw for over 300 yards, and he played pretty decent football the first half. But for a mediocre team like the Green Bay Packers to come back to win it. The game was never out of reach or nothing. It wasn't like total choke. It was a very even game, tied most of it at different times. But the defense delivered, either with pickoffs or just flat-out stops. Uh, many times in the red zone, forced them to three points. The, the uh, what's his name? Quarterback for the, pan- the Packers misfired, overthrew, did everything he could to give the game away, and we just kept on handing it back to him. So that's the therapy for the day. Uh, I haven't gone to see my shrink yet on, on whether I should renew my Dolphin tickets for next year. I go through this for, been going through this since 1989 or so when I started paying for these tickets. And uh, I'm really annoyed so, onward to socialism in America. You've got to have had really come to your senses, as we all came to our senses. When What senses? That your people, all your acolytes, everybody who believes in you, just ran incredible game on the American people in a bold-faced effort to steal from the American people through a $1.7 trillion federal budget during high inflation, forthcoming high unemployment, completely, completely, completely stalled government, stalled private sector, and reports are showing that the economy is still growing. So the whole thing is a big racket. And this meme that I found by Robbie Starbuck, 
He writes fantastic memes. He's got a, quite a following on Instagram. But this meme has got to be the meme for 2020, 2021, 2022. I would like to really make it obvious to our listeners here that this goes, this starts as far back as 2008. And uh, as I said in earlier shows with you, it could be that it's just as far back as 1933. You decide. I'm going to read it out loud. But it's so well written, so concise, and it reads, Every day, I'm more convinced that our government is a criminal cartel that just professionally wastes and launders money while dividing us along silly little lines like skin color in order to trick us like a cheap magician who uses their sleight of hand to distract us as they pick our pockets. Yeah, I don't think... I think that's just the general sentiment about politics now. Yes, I agree. Like, I, I don't even think if you're on the left or right, like, that's not something... A lot of people would disagree with right now. Uh, Both parties agree. We just one party has to fess up. Our party has to fess up the right that too many of us are part of. I am for sale party of the Democrats. They unilaterally love these one point seven trillion dollar budgets because they've done billions of dollars and trillions of dollars in the past. I don't I don't think the budget I don't think the budget's the problem. I think it's how the money is spent is the problem. Well, okay. I, I will agree. There's no reason in inflationary times any federal budget on a, a country that's bankrupt it doesn't have any money. Doesn't even have gold to stand for its money. It just has the universal uh, understanding was, that the world's going to want to buy our bonds, but it's not like we have any money. I, I, uh, billions of dollars, billions going for stupidest, the stupidest things. It's not even funny. I just saw something today that the uh, middle class actually has more buying power than it's had in a long time. Yeah, but the money's not there. The money was given to them through stimulus checks and fraud. You know what percentage? What's the fraud? People getting PPP loans when they didn't need them. I, for one, never got PPP loan. I could have. And for the audience, what's a PPPC loan? It's a, uh, you know what? You got me there because I'll mumble and stumble that one through. It's uh, the, 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 the loan whose purpose was to pay your employees during COVID and agreeing to shut down and still paying your employees so that you didn't lose them. So many companies were formed out of nowhere created just to get I mean, these loans. I, I, none I, of them are being paid back. Billions I, I, I lost. I think that would have been... That sounds helpful. I, I know someone who did business in Dominica. Um, and with after the COVID... Uh, hopefully you're telling me that's an American company doing business in Dominica. Well, no, they've moved here. Okay. They packed up their business and they're resettling. But they were they were Americans and they're not entitled to PPP unless they're... No, yeah, but American sir, company. something like that would have helped them keep their their employees because they all ended up getting... You know, they worked in the entertainment industry, and all their employees ended up getting t- hired by other companies because they had built them up so much that they were desirable, and they needed to still do work, but they couldn't go to the studio anymore because of COVID. Sure. So yeah, and the whole thing was a it, racket. It sounds like not a terrible idea, is what I would say. 
I 100% disagree. I believe the federal government, the last thing they should get involved in is uh, stimulus checks of any sort. Why? Because it leads to fraud and abuse. It always has been. It always will be. There's nothing we can honestly say that government role is to prop up the economy. What the government should have done and could have done is reduce income taxes to a, a, a pauper's percent during COVID. Like, Trump could have come out and said, all right, this year, I want Congress to uh, send me two bills that reduces income tax to 1% until we get through COVID. Period. Without shutting businesses down, without telling us anything, just do what we elected them to do. I'm going to find, if you can talk long enough. I mean, I had found a pretty interesting um, news story over here. There's a guy speaking over it, but hopefully I can get the, the general idea. But there, it's interesting that the middle class now has more buying power and consumer power than it ever has. At the same time, there seems to be other economic struggles, such as 56% of Americans can't cover a $1,000 emergency with savings, and 63% of Americans say they're living paycheck to paycheck. You know how old that is? That was... Republicans well, no, no, one of those headlines, 63 of Americans say they're living paycheck oh, to paycheck. Yeah, but that's... That headline that's 40 was years three weeks older. ago. That, 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 this headline I'm looking at right now Yeah, because you guys ago. take a while to come around. But yeah, we've been broke for a long time. American society has been paycheck to paycheck since the 70s, since the, the installation of the minimum wage. Uh, minimum wage was uh, uh, an excuse to raise the minimum, but never, <laughs> never raise the maximum. And that's always a doofus kind of... Wait, would you want there to be a maximum income on money? No, I want no limitations on money. I do believe that, based on our past, the human being is kind of atrocious. I do believe in the freezing of a minimum wage, meaning a, min- a minimum wage that cannot be raised beyond a certain level. And I, I think the minimum wage should, like, the idea of, like paying people for work, I think that should always be, like, enough to cover living expenses. I think that's 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 the deal for working for someone, is that a job can get you through something. Yeah, but some people some people unless live in like, higher rent districts than others. Unless it's... That's true. But unless it's, like, part-time, I feel, you know, through one way or another, if, like, you don't want stimulus checks and you don't want the government helping out like this just just kind of feels like logistically like this is some sort of like how else do I put this? It feels like this is just going to lead to people getting. So you mad. believe in a minimum wage for the year, like Elon and Zuckerberg? Uh, I, I, a minimum. I think living wage. Nobody work, will work. <laughs> I think any yeah, but that's it. Like anyone who's working now should be able to. Pay your bills, should be able to get food, should be able to find rent somewhere. Like, e- even Miami right now is having a huge rent hike problem. Absolutely. Everywhere. So it's like, oh, there I did it again. Uh, I-, I feel like there just needs to be some sort of way that, you know, working is incentivized and rewarded because if minimum wage doesn't go up, if the government's not allowed to do things to help people who are working, then yeah, but you realize- what are people supposed to do? 
who work for a living. Like, But do you realize when you raise the minimum wage, it also means raising the very poor people's standard living costs because when you raise the minimum wage, what goes up? The Big Mac, the quarter pound with cheese, the Whopper. That goes up. And guess what? People have to understand I mean, that the we, owner most is going to unemploy you most and put... I'm going to put you in a self-serve Most machine Most economists kiosk. say that you have to raise the minimum wage along with inflation. Okay, I'll go with that. So, every th- year that, that would be my rebuttal to that. Okay, well now you've stepped down from what your bold statements. No, but my my bold statement is that I feel like Equal for, for, common, for the common sense of how a society should function, people who are working should be rewarded for it because there's a lot of like you know. I hear a lot of belly aching, you know, that people say like, oh, you know, it's easier to go on welfare. It's easier to just, you know, go out and do crime. But then when we talk about the business sector, it's like, oh, no, we we can't. It's just too hard to pay people who work, you know, their time. Like it's too it's too much effort. It's too costly. There's too many corners being cut. We just can't afford to the people who get the company traveling along it, it, it's just too impossible to pay them so it feels like this is like a circular way that the economy is discussed in the united states especially on like cnbc for a particular where it's just you know workers workers are essential you know as they were saying during covid essential workers but we can't look out for them it, it's it's weird like we're, we're more interested in the country in painting big billboards with people who do, you know, the essential work and like a superhero caveman go, heroes work here, rather than making sure that they're financially compensated for this work. That's what feels like kind of the great contradiction just hearing about all of this. It's when most people are living paycheck to paycheck, when most people don't have enough to get by working two jobs, this is kind of feels like the state of things. Well, there does come a time where if you don't have skills and you're not motivated to get skills, more skills, back in the day, the harsh reality is that you can make seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000, 160000 per family just working on the assembly line, but that party's over, and yeah. you can no longer make a living working on the assembly line before you used to. So there this is, is like that generation. This is the 40s, right? Well, you know, when the car was mass-producing out of Detroit, like you said a couple of shows ago, Detroit was the number one city in GDP in the world. Hell, they had an art collection that was worth gazillions of millions of dollars today, and they had to leverage and collateralize it just to pay off the debt because the car wasn't made in Detroit anymore. Unions eventually made it inoperable. So your theory is in, relation, in relationship to minimum wage can get out of hand pretty quickly. Workers' rights get to a point where the collectivism creates serious leverage for corporations, and what do they do? Okay, so if you guys are going to strike and strike and strike and ask for this and ask for that and ask for this and ask for that, eventually the bottom line is affected to the point where me and my wife can't keep our Mercedes. Guess what? They look to automate the factories, and they have done so. 30 years later, after all these labor strikes, not only did half the half the uh, low-end consumer goods be manufactured in China, were manufactured in China. But remember, that also includes India, Vietnam, Thailand, uh, Japan at one time. 
you know, it, it has a cause and effect. You know, these things, you know, eventually go high income and the high wage earner will refuse to pay it and the money will will leave our economy. There's $11 trillion of American-made money in foreign banks. You know what that is? $11 trillion? Trump got like a trillion of it back just with his tax cut. And guess what? That ended quickly. Now we're right back up to $11 trillion again. I mean, there's a lot of cause and effect of socialist policies and what eventually, what it hands to human society. Human society is requiring less and less human labor, hard, especially hard labor. I think the big scam we've got going on is there's like a big bridge, a big divide between the hard labor that is farming, because you still got to yeah. go pick the crops. You can, ex- you can explain what's going on right now on the border as we need to feed, America needs to be fed, therefore illegal immigration is obviously just one big open border, and whether we like it or not, they're letting everybody in. Biden's probably going to get credit for this one day. It's disgusting. Family it's, separations are still happening under Biden. Uh, you mean you 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 are doing the AOC thing where the kids are being separated? That that sort of thing began. It was less severe under Obama. Um, oh, you mean the cages that they claim that Trump not, built that Obama that, built? But like those policies, I would just say like to keep a reminder about um, that these problems are still there. Um, yeah, but that's a perfect example. When you commit a felony, which is what entering the nation illegally means, under all other felonies, you're, divi- you're separated from your children. If you rob a bank, uh, you're going to jail and your kids are going to be without a parent. They have to find either they go into foster care or, or uh, a relative has to take care of the kids. And if they don't have a husband, which half of the society doesn't, uh, you separate the children, you know, and... When they cross the border, I don't know what the number is. I'm afraid to say because I've heard them all. Up to 90% are not the biological parents of these children. They're, they're, given, they're given to cartel members to cross the border because their children are under serious assault to join gangs. And maybe they've already been in a gang and their parents are getting them out of the country before uh, you know, they got a wanted sign on, on their backs. Or a target on their backs by gang members. You know, a lot of gang members in Central America, man, if you don't join them, they kill you. But going back a bit to, like, the separation of hard labor to more intellectualized labor, it feels like the the big separation that we're witnessing here is more or less that um, there are just certain labor jobs that are not negotiable that we need. You know, and we've seen this. Like, Yeah, but you won't include the cops. Defund the police, defund the police, defund the police. That's number one on the list. Second to maybe farming. Think uh, I about would say, that. Uh, the big one I want Without to law about. and order, baby, you got chaos and tyranny. The big one I was thinking about right now was actually Musk's handling of Twitter and his mass firing of many employees who used to work for him. He has revealed that he does not. He, he, he gave them an option. He, he does not understand how the company is run, though. He does not. Uh, under, he does, he's revealed. Certain points, I'm not an engineering in any software engineer in any imaginable way, but multiple people, every single time he makes a claim about something that he thought he could just cut back on, a certain part of the Twitter machine falls apart. 
So even with Twitter, we have seen how essential even specialized labor is in the software world. That, you know, this guy wants to come and believe, you know, in his own great man theory about his own standing place in the history of the world as one of the great intellectuals and the great scientific minds. He can't. Think- I don't think it's intellectual, but definitely scientific engineering he, minds. I would consider anyone who's knowledgeable in science an intellectual of some sort. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, it's a big, it's a big. Nap. Definitely a brainiac. But it, it's philosophical, a, it's, not necessarily. It's a bit philosophical. No, yeah, I would agree. Um, science and philosophy, I would both consider intellectual pursuits. Um, but like we've seen that he cannot run this thing on his own. Like it, it's been, he doesn't run anything on his own, but he's already admit, he's already admitted he wants to stand out. Like, he's uh, he's playing you guys like a fiddle. He doesn't want he doesn't want to stand around Twitter because it's boring as hell. I mean, people have already he's already asked if he should leave the website twice, and both polls voted yes. Yeah, but those are his polls. Yeah, he, he's playing us. Believe me, he doesn't want to stand uh, around. I, this is the return of the 5D nah, chess. He's playing This is the return us. of 4D chess. He's this this is the return of that. That guy's M- playing. Musk, Musk is a man who has brought a person in like a s- robot costume and had them dance around in stage. He already go, told us why. that's a robot. I made a robot, everybody. Well, you know, he never told you he... he, he He's he never re- told you he uh, he invented uh, the electric car. He perfected the Tesla. He got it to function. I'll, I'll give you credit that he's really good at playing investors, but the current stock of Tesla shows that they're... He, I'm not saying to- he's playing investors. I'm saying he's playing you as a non-investor. He's he's definitely uh, overpaid for something. I believe he, he had two reasons to buy Twitter. One was he could use a tax write-off. He could use a loss. He's got a lot of profit coming his way. But he already said why he really wanted to buy Tesla. Do you know why he wanted to buy Tesla? He believed there was a problem with bots. No, not Tesla. I thought you said Twitter. My bad. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Tesla just wanted to perfect the the car battery because he wanted autonomous vehicles eventually. I I remember on Twitter he was talking about the bot He wants you to be able to buy a car. That drops you off at work and goes to do functions that pays you for that car. In other words, the car does goes to work as you go to work. So oh, you that sounds terrible. Yeah, it, uh, he believes in that. He believes that, sounds... that, that the car will drop you off at work and it will go about its day and come back and pick you up. Right wingers have a phrase on the internet, right? And I, I think it what's kind the of, phrase? Um, you will sit in the pod and you will eat the bugs. Sit in the pot and eat the bug, please. I've never heard that uh, one no, before, but I, I, I kind of like it. I think it's a good one because I think it but gets... please explain. It, it gets down like kind of everybody's anxiety about where how, you know, where society is heading. Or we're, we're heading left, not right, my friend. Okay. No, we're heading... I don't think it's left or right. We're heading toward yeah. Silicon Valley money controlling everything. That's left. Eh. That's real left. That, that's where Musk came from. And we've seen Musk. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He, he was a lefty. He realized no, he was not a lefty. He he was. He always was, he was a, a centrist. He was he a centrist who wanted to be. He wanted to be cool and liked like Obama. A lot of people saw that about Obama, and they wanted in. Okay, but you never answered my question. Why did he spend so grotesquely on Twitter? First of all, it was a, it was you uh, said the I'm tax gonna offer write-off. You- and you said, I, 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 it, and I, he said there was a bot problem. He no, said there I, was a free speech problem. He gave a lot of reasons. So I'd well, like to hear this from you. What's the reason he bought Twitter, according to you? Artificial intelligence harvesting. 
he's got this machine going on in another company he owns that he needs artificial intelligence harvesting. He said it in an interview clear as day. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok are all harvesters of artificial intelligence of the entire human race in servers. And I bet you already bought into massive server parks. I know there's there I know there's places in Texas right now that are incredible uh spreads of land with huge access to the biggest electrical pipes to do these uh since it's wide open since Texas is a wide open state, you can imagine the serious power lines crossing a lot of private property that can be tapped because you gotta have the, the widest and biggest uh uh Electrical wiring for these massive parks, much, much bigger than anything you and I can comprehend. So you basically got to be able to tap into the largest, let's say, light post to run these huge, uh, talking about acres upon acres of service. But like going back to this claim that he's like probably doing this for data harvesting, which is what you're saying. But like, doesn't that just capture kind of the like malaise about how... Social media, the internet has developed into just this kind of it's going to eat Orwellian us alive. nightmare. That's of, what Einstein said. He yeah. said he feared that day. We're already at that point where these pandemics and stuff that were artificially, uh, artificially spread throughout the lands. As per, I believe they were, perp- I don't care. People don't want to say it, but I'm a private sector guy, and the politicians don't want to say that that the lab leak at Wuhan wasn't intentional. I believe it was. And, uh, you know, China doesn't, 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 isn't affected by 100 million dying, 10 million dying, 15 million dying. If the world has lost a million, I can't say that there hasn't, if you multiply that times the 1.4 billion in, in ratio, I, I bet you more than 10 million have died in, in China over the COVID virus. We're never going to know. It's not like they're counting. So if... If I believe that is to be true, that they purposely smashed Western economies at a perfect time, at the only president to go tit for tat with China in terms of tariffs and spreading the, the damage uh, ultimately from the consumer, like you said, which I agreed, the American buyer ended up paying these tariffs. That, but the China was being affected to the point where let's pray that us in the Western world sees a debacle, an economic debacle in China in the very, very, very near future in 2023 so that they're less likely to invade Taiwan. You know, let them deal with their own house for a little bit because the damage they did to Western economies through COVID made all of you, my final point was this, through the COVID and the COVID experience and the people staying home and people now nervous and being crowds. I remember I was thinking about it leaving the Dolphin game, how close I was to so many people. None of us had masks on. It only takes one person to sneeze and God knows what. And we were being packed in like sardines so that they could let traffic through the parking. I was, we thank God we're already outdoors. You know, We're already outside the stadium. But I was saying to myself, oh my God, I'm surrounded by 10,000 people here and I'm not a person who can get sick because of my diabetes. And you know all. what just popped in my head? Yes. What if they do go into Taiwan and it backfires? And they're going to get Taiwan in a second unless we, unless Japan and the United States and Australia like, step in. I feel in. like what we've seen with Russia, that <laughs> with Russia and Ukraine, um, what was it? I saw a meme and it was just Don't like, compare Russia with China. Russia has probably, 
they're more proud of their military. Like that was what really uh, kept the Cold you, War. Let me afloat. give you the perspective of the Russian collusion. It was so foolish for something so minuscule as a putz country like Russia. Do you know what? I'll give it to you in this. Do you know what the difference in our military budgets are? We are $860 billion in military budget annually. Do you know what Russia's military budget is? What? $86 billion. We're $800 billion. That's why it was a farce for the American people to believe for a moment that Donald Trump needed Russia to beat Hillary. Ha, 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 ha. What the hell is he going to gain? It's a putz country who has the same GDP as France. My God. We're not to be compared to other countries. That's what I don't understand. But I mean, even that, like, we lost Vietnam. Absolutely. We would, should have never been there. Where were we supposed to be? No. But that, Where that, were we supposed to be? Where we, where our manifest destiny has been denied? Oh, since? Cuba. Ah! That, that's your big belief. That's your big not belief. Not a belief. It's what I know to be true. And it's obvious by the evidence. I just feel like manifest destiny was rhetoric for back then. Manifest destiny was something that was true and tried. And it was working just fine until 59. Everybody had an American dream. Everybody had a desire to uh, magically uh, improve their stock from one generation to the next. And that was basically the manifest destiny of seeking new lands, going west, taking on the great frontier. And guess what? By allowing Cuba to be around all these years, that little chihuahua behind the fence... That little chihuahua has fermented, it, it, I, I, I has invaded all the gardens of Latin America, and now all those jerk-offs in Latin America, starting with Venezuela, Colombia, Nicaragua, uh, Uruguay, Argentina, Brazil, now they realize that Cuban communism has stolen not only the garden, but all their flowers. I feel like making a... Uh, I agree for a different reason. You just can't believe no, that no. it's on. so... Such a big problem because Cuba seemed to be so small. I think so it just small. would have avoided so much if Cuba was part of the Union that the attitude of Cuba Libre would have felt much more accomplished. You would have never had a Cuba that felt like it was constantly being drained of its resources for a country outside. Like These aggravations that define the Cuban current situation would have not happened if they were just a state. Uh, but you know why they didn't make it a state early on? I believe uh, I believe that you are misinterpreting the whole gambit. There's a lot of people, a lot of Americans, who wished there was uh, some ability or some f- acceptance by Spain to just sell us Cuba. Have you ever? I heard? actually heard that there was offering of that. Opstand Manifesto. I heard that from they were Opstand, offering... From okay. Opstand Belgium, I think. Uh, uh, Google it. It's in my book. Opstand Manifesto. We offered $150 million for Cuba. At the same time, we wanted... Uh, we ended up just getting Florida because they, they reneged on the deal. Not reneged. They never accepted. They thought we were full of it. So we told them, okay, John Quincy Adams, I believe, was Secretary of the State under... I hate to say Pickering. I uh, forgot the president's name. I'm wrong. I, I, I hate to be wrong because it's in my book and it should be right. But Do you feel like Puerto Rico should also just be a state? I don't want that because they already consume more alcohol than milk. 
And that just means two two lefty senators getting elected over and over. Apparently they keep voting against becoming a state, though. Yeah, no income tax. What the hell do you want to be a state for? Uh, 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 No, 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 no. no. They're the smartest people in the whole world. They got the protection of the United States and they don't have to pay taxes. What the hell do they want to become a state for? Or their own state, for that matter. If they became their own country, they'd be invaded so fast it's not even funny. Oh, they're brilliant. Uh, his name was Marin, the first leader. Like, they're George Washington. He's the one that came up with the conniving, oh, America, you know, we, we're more than happy with Commonwealth status. So that way we could consume more I think it just than, comes from my perspective that I'm in D.C., and I just feel like a lot of these things would be solved by giving certain satellite areas statehood. Yeah, because you're a statist. No, it also look at a nice word for Hawaii worked out just fine. Yeah, Hawaii's different because it's in the middle of the bump. Excuse me, I can't say that word. In the middle of nowhere, and we need their runways for wars that are coming soon. Hope. Yeah, but we needed Cuba for sugar. Nah, okay. dude, we've wanted that island since we, you Jefferson. Know what? You, you, we've wanted that island since but Jefferson. Why? Because it's a nice port. It's in the middle of everywhere, dude. We. Even the military think why that you're talking about the base. Think money, man. Why do we want Cuba? Because it's like a trading port place where a lot we, of money is invested and put in. Everybody knew we were going to end up in a civil war over slavery. Yeah. And we knew that the North was going to eventually win. Nobody really thought the, fou- the South was The South win. believed they were going to win. Well, they, they really thought it. Like I, I read the articles. They're like, we're going to win. Okay. Like, yeah. But they don't have the industry to pull it off. Uh, the, you can't build uh, the firepower that was required. Yeah, I know. Okay. Plus, you know, the, the strong arm of government and the bully pulpit of its president. And trains. You know, it's, you know it, uh, it could force people to, you could draft people where the South pretty much was a volunteer army. Not just a volunteer army, it was an agrarian <laughs> society against an industrial society. Right. That, but that, guess that's what? why I really in... like the Civil War when I talk about history, because I feel like the Civil War shows the dynamic of classes perfectly through historical conflict. Okay. So you have when the yeah. North was going to reprate, uh, uh, when the southern states, as losers, were going to get compensation for the war to uh, reconstruct... It was going to be a certain amount of money per citizen in the South of each state. Guess what? You could would have doubled it buying buying Cuba, and that was the reason for purchasing Cuba because they had a bunch of slaves. Yeah. So, repatriation was the, the early reason. Concerns about adding Cuba to the United States back then it was because they might become a slave state. And Not might become they were. Yeah. But, but not be... a slave state in how you see it. It was monar- uh, monar- uh, monarchy. You got to help me when I start mumbling like that because the senator, uh, you know, Fetterman shows up here, the ghost of Senator Fetterman, I start mumbling. Uh, yeah, Cuba, they wanted it just for the amount of persons there to get monies for the South. And the Abstent Manifesto was obviously offers the king, and I believe it wasn't the president... Um, you like go ahead and sneeze. No, good, I'm good. We well, could just turn off your microphone and you can sneeze. How do I turn this off? No, I do. It. Okay. Remember, I'm don't the worry, boss. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm the bo- I'm the traffic control. I'm the school crossing guard while we're here, and you're the child, and I'm the senior citizen, the young and old show. I have a whole life ahead of me. 
WSQF. You got a food line waiting near you. WSQF. Radio.com live stream. And on your radio, WSQF 94.5. For the young and old show with yours truly, Mac on the Rock, the concrete conservative. Okay, you're back on the air. You're free to speak. Yeah, but that's what's so interesting to me I've, about You know, I've, if you're listening to his bottle open and close and all that, it's because he refuses to pour his water in the soundproof oh, right, yeah. glass. Go get your glass and drink as much water as you want. Just don't pee on the floor. Okay? It's all, everything here, the biggest problem that I have in, these stu- in this studio is that it's so freaking state-of-the-art that people think it's an Atari or a Nintendo I, I game. I could also hear your cough drop earlier. Yeah, yeah, I was chewing glass, and I was sparing my cough drops are very important so that I don't start coughing all over the place. And you hear that? That's cam- sounds like camel piss. They, they sound different. Oh, do you have uh, relationships with camels? No, oh. I just, I just oh, didn't I know sure. what it would sound like. That'd be like. Can mean, we say piss on the radio? We can say piss on the radio. God bless. And you can say God. urine. And you can say where the urine comes from. Uh, you can probably say... Rules have really opened up since... No, then. it hasn't. It's just, it just never was on the list. The I, list is enormous. Is the B word? I remember the B word being... Bitch, cons- bitch, uh, I think yeah, I remember a female, bitch being female able to mule. open up. That was the argument, that it was a female dog. But man, the other words, there's several of them. I mean, there, not only several, I'm talking about hundreds of them. So I got to be very careful in some degree... But if you want to do harm to a small little radio station that offers rock and roll music without commercials, be my guest. Be a jerk. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> At the end of the day, you're only going to listen to me for a couple hours, but the other 22 hours, 23 hours is rock and roll, no commercials. So what the hell? Bear with me for a moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing I can do. I brought you a radio socialist lefties who, if you don't like what I say, well, guess what? I got the future here. The Young and Old Show on Blink Radio, keep us gain. So continue. You were about to say something. I, well, I was, gonna, I was I'm discussing for kind something of the history of the Civil War is one of the most uniquely fascinating concepts historically because we never see such a rare instance where these are certain classes fighting, especially kind of in the United States where for, for a while until recently, thanks to people such as myself and those in my group, that we've really begun to talk about how class impacts stuff. And here, this is really much the war of capitalists in industry and the capitalists of agriculture duking it out. And you kind of see, you know, technology ultimately triumphing and in some ways becoming almost a liberating force in some respects. This is what had the Marxists very sort of optimistic about the future was this conflict in particular. Do you think they wanted a resolution one way or the other? Or uh, you want to expound on the idea? Well, what's, what's interesting is that kind of following afterwards, like, I always feel like the North won the war, but the South kind of won the culture. I believe so, man. Well, imagine how segregation just began after the war. And then Jim, um, Jim Crow I've, I've, Jim Crow, I've also... I've also heard from, like, some black historical records that they actually regard um, Reconstruction as worse than slavery. Absolutely. Not everyone got as lucky as... Remember, the North had Rucker. to repeal yeah. all the, senates, the senators 
from the slave states of the South just to pass and get the amendments out of Congress into the hands of the states. And I think it was 13, 13, 14, and 15, I believe it is. Looked at, um, looked at up. Um, it really felt, you know, you had a lot of stuff like the Lost Cause, which I spoke about before, which was, for those listening now to the first time, it was like the, conf- the Daughters of the Confederacy's effort to depict the Southern cause for fighting for slavery as romantic and tragic and a noble pursuit. And he even minimalized the brutality that went along with the, you know, agricultural slavery. You know, this was all kind of reformatted and restructured to the point that when Hollywood got on board with such movies uh, like Birth of a Nation, which depicts the Ku Klux Klan heroically, and it really felt like it communicated. You mean Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson's favorite yeah, movie? Yeah. What's the term when like something gets to like a boiling point when it's like crescendo? Like, and it felt. Thank you. It felt like it crescendoed with I want to say Gone with the Wind. You mean they ran parallel? Yeah, but like Gone with the Wind was the much more sanitized version of that. You know, there was no real showing of the intensity of racism. Whether Birth of a Nation was just like outright like, yeah, we cannot allow black Americans to hold any sort of power. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of... Uh, Whether... old, at this point, it's old news. I think that the Democratic Party is hanging on for its dear life, and the, and the elections, we'll call them the white elections, are being decided by the black vote, and no one ever thought that was going to be true. So we got some issues going Wait, on. What do you mean? Well... I don't quite follow with that statement. Yeah. Since Biden won by 8 million votes, that kind of undermines my argument. But since I don't believe he won by 8 million votes, I believe that he won. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Go on. (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge. I believe he won by precincts, very specific precincts in very, very black, minority black voter base. Uh, Suburbs of Milwaukee, suburbs of Atlanta, suburbs of Philadelphia, where... The, the 68,000 votes are divided, be, divided, separated, I should say, separated Trump from Biden in this election, all came from those precincts. And that's where the ballot boxes were. That's when the rampant mail-in ballots were. That's where the 2,000 Mules, uh, Denise D'Souza's movie, shows on camera how many people were, were filling the ballots. For- I would not be using Denise D'Souza as a source the man is pretty flagrantly a liar uh, can you prove it i always think about the movie when he talks can about, you prove it i think about one line in particular which is pretty open which is um when he exposed the guy in, what was it no what was the one he did before hillary's america it was like america our story um he talks about his arrest for assaulting his wife um, like it was the Obama administration that... Oh, no. He wrote a check to a friend of his who ran for office, and he committed a... a he did a, some... Ta- yeah, he did some fraud. He did some no, fraud. No, voter... And- voter uh, he wasn't allowed to... The, everybody does it, but they decided to prosecute him where uh, I give you 5000 bucks. Acts like it was you like, write the check to the candidate, like I give you the, the money. That the Obama administration singles out and targets him for it. Which, there's just no evidence I, that that happened. I, uh, I believe he was targeted for that. 
If I give you five thousand bucks and you give the candidate five thousand bucks, because I already gave five thousand bucks, I give you the other five thousand bucks, so you write the check. I mean, he just that did, is such he common did something practice. Favoritely illegal, though. It was. Yeah, he was convicted of it. He did time and everything, and that seems like uh, targeting him big time. Because of all, I, I, I think there are better historians for you to quote. Is all I'm saying. And guess game. what? The campaign that he wrote this to was, I think, a state uh, statewide race in New York. I mean, it wasn't even something monumental, or I don't, know, I don't know what to tell you. But I got to go back to cough drop because oh the, cough, the cough I, I, is you coming. Know it was the <laughs> funniest moment I've ever, in the 2020 election that I recalled that happened between Democrats. It, um, it was another documentary filmmaker with Moore, which was really funny because it was directed at Elizabeth Warren. And this was after, you know, she went to Bernie and was like, you said something sexist to me that I can't prove, you know, that you totally did um, about how I could not beat Donald Trump. And there was no real ev- like. It really sounds like she wanted this controversy to kind of be there. So she could kind of pivot against Bernie as the more progressive candidate. But what was really funny in the fallout. That's really hard to do. Yeah, it is. Uh, What was really funny in the fallout is that I remember um, Michael Moore is getting old, right? So he's kind of developed some sort of like old folksy witticisms. Michael Moore is getting really fat. He's always been fat. And this fat guy can say it. See, us fat people can fat shame each other. I'm getting really fat, and so is he. Uh, but what was really funny, he was like, oh, no, she lied again. Now, today and next week on my podcast, I'm going to go over all of Elizabeth Warren's lies. Well, well, the, whole Demo- the whole Democratic Party is full of lying and stealing. That's the whole reason for bloating up government so you can steal from it. Now, but, you know, what, what, I remember starting the show with the meme. So, yeah, I'm not going to be able to continue saying that because now I realize that 20, 30% of the Republican Party is running game two. Yeah, no, so it, it's, but here's the question. How do we get past this? We focus on better policy. We focus on ways that the government can help us. Because if we keep talking about the world and the culture of America, like, it's all a get-witch-quick scheme. It's like getting rich is the thing we value most. Then the people who we elect are going to get there to get rich. And what does that mean if you're in government? It means screwing over people who you should be You're doing your job. I'm trying to find this speech that says exactly that. It's a congressman from Texas. He just did it. I can't remember his name because, you know, I got this issue. I was just listening to it. My God, it was a rant, a hell of a rant. And he's really pissed off about this $1.7 trillion, and he lets the other party know how dare you tell us that we are refusing to sit down at the table? What's there to sit down about? 4,000 pages the night before Christmas? And we're supposed to read it in one day and, and vote on it so you guys can go home? Half of you are on planes right now. And I remember that. But I can't remember his name. My God, I can't believe it. Ugh. And uh, I'm more upset about the 56% of Americans who can't pay for an emergency that would cost $1,000. That's directly to do with our tax system. We're overtaxed society. We, the, the, the cost of living is very expensive because we're an overtaxed society. There's half of the gallon of gas we pay 
half of it are gasoline taxes. That's just for starters. And in California, it's like 75% of the price of gas in California is some kind of tax or another. Would you like to look for that up? Search that baby up there. Sure. Um, and it's, it's a situation where I can no longer defend my own party because they just they just they just sold their soul the other night. Could you see? I meant to do this today. I, I, I got up a gas tax. Um, it says because you're going to have to walk me through this because this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Um, yeah, half of the price of gas is this the gas tax. Sometimes they're reduced in some states, but it's usually around half. Put, you got to put it per, is this like it's per state. Per so, state, is it like the cents? Because what I see is like, for example, Texas has twenty cents. Okay. Um, is this on the consumer or is this gallon. on the producer? Yeah, it gets passed on to us. So, state of Texas gets twenty cents for every dollar in gas. Okay, that's the cheapest one. Now go to California. See if the numbers around forty cents to fifty cents, or it's per dollar. It's a uh, forty. Yeah, um, for gasoline, it, it's uh, fifty-four cents. Undyed diesel, it is forty-one cents, and for planes, it's eighteen cents. Mm. Which is interesting. Why is aviation fuel the lowest? It's a. It's the most. It's the most it, expensive. Jet fuel tax is two cents. Tax. Well, it's military. Yeah. Uh yeah. And there's always a battle on these taxes, and doesn't really get, you know, they don't, they don't wage that war in front of the public eye. It's just added to some bill, up or down. Sometimes they're reduced for a little bit during economic crisis or something, hurricane relief, stuff like that. Uh, they can waive them all together. I think DeSantis waived all gas taxes right after Hurricane Ian. I don't know if that's true, but I think there was some talk about that. I think he exercised it to relieve just that area of those gas taxes. Looking that up. Yeah. Keep talking. And we're in a situation now where I really don't know how to defend my folk because they sold their souls the other day. The $1.7 trillion uh, got all kinds of earmarks and pork all over the place at a time where we know, we know the American people are struggling. I mean, I'm not the only one, obviously. I'm just doing my part in voicing what many people are saying. I mean, he reduced... Okay, there was something. He, There was a tax fund act which reduces the rate on motor fuel by 25 cents per gallon. And it lasted from October 1st to October 31st. So, yeah. So it was true. Yeah. That means that my memory is not completely shot. Sorry for the jingle in my voice, you know. That's a cough. That's the only way I can do this radio show without coughing like a freak. Terrible. But it's better than chewing gum because gum would sound very, you know. You, they, would think, uh, they would think I was doing a radio show out of... Apparently chewing gum is good for your, like, jawline. Uh, it'll keep me from having a triple chin. Maybe mm. I can get down to a double chin, but I can't chew gum anymore because even the sugarless gum raises my sugar level. Huh. It, it kind of sucks the moon, though. But nevertheless, uh, I wish I could. Uh, I'm dying to play this. 
but I got to know his name in order to play it. And uh, what do you think about Jeffries being the head of the Democratic Party? You think that was a, a, a really dumb move or what? Is that a, a Jeffrey who? Uh, uh, John Jeffries, or, uh, representative from New York. Record. He's the he's the the worst kind of politician, man. That says a lot about the Democratic Party if they're looking for him for leadership. How's that guy going to get any? Okay, Hakeem Jeffries. Yeah, Hakeem. How in the hell is he going to get votes like Pelosi did? Pelosi was strong arm all her bills. You don't read. People really hated Pelosi though. I don't know, man. She got elected and reelected a speaker. I don't know how many freaking times. Twice, I think she was. And she uh, really, uh, she really was. And she could raise money too. That's another thing that's incredible. She raised a lot of money for the Democrats, man. I, was, I mean, that's what the Democrats mostly do now. They're 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 just fundraisers. Every time Republicans get something they want, they ask us for money. Like it really feels like. The purpose of the Democratic Party is, like, to kind of feign helplessness at a lot of things that happen so they can come and ask their constituents, like, oh, we're going to do something. It, you, it wasn't really... Did you just have a eureka moment? No, this is a big criticism I've had for the party for a while. Like, it kind of almost feels like if Biden wasn't senile, that he wouldn't be trying to do some things. I don't think he's running the government. I don't think anybody on my side thinks he's running the government. I think he's a puppet to... Uh, Obama and his folks, everybody in the Obama administration is in the present White House, from the Secretary of State to the Department of Defense. It's kind of hard to hide in the United States. They're hiding. Have you... These things are kind of hard to hide. Like, No, they're not it? hiding. They're telling everybody. They give them business cards. They're, they're, they're all that Obama, Obama people. Is there? All of Obama's people are there. Everybody in the White House, it's uh, an Obama official of some sort. They just tr- change the names. I mean... They just changed their title. So then it's like, did it change the title? Is it the same people or is, same it, people. Or, or is it new titles? It, it, new titles, same n- people, new, new, new titles. titles. Uh, who? I want to know. Uh, Secretary Blinken. I'll find out what he was for Obama. Secretary Blinken. Anthony Blinken. Yeah. And the other guy, the other State Department official who, um, who ignored the red line that Obama gave and did nothing in Crimea, which caused this war now. He, uh, he, he. Uh, one thing that Biden benefited from was Putin's invasion of the Ukraine, because he got to be he was a favor handed to him. He got to be a Cold War president. Blinken doesn't seem to be in office right now. Who? Blinken, Secretary of State. You- Today's Biden Secretary of State. His name is Blinken. Anthony Blinken. Yes. And what? Ask him what he served in the minute uh, search. What role did he play in the Obama administration? Okay, yeah, he's there. Yeah. Okay, what it, well, it says, yeah, since, yeah. Okay, but what was his position during the Obama administration? No, yeah, no, he's there. He's there. It, I didn't see it at first, but it Now, who, how about the other uh, the other doofus? Um, young guy, total inadequate, incompetent, um, uh, special envoy to the Secretary of State, uh, State Department guy. Uh, I look up Obama State Department. Say the names of the. Um, use the same fool who got us into Libya going after Gaddafi. And they're all a bunch of freaking liars, man. Every one of them. Rom, um, not Ron Emanuel. People would be talking way too much about him. Yeah, he's lost in the abyss. He was the bag man for Obama. 
He's now in Chicago running game on everybody. All right. I can't stand Emmanuel. He was a real nasty, abrasive chief of staff. A uh, guy was behind a lot of abuses. I wish I could remember these names because... So we have... Let's see, business well, minister administration, director of national drug policy. Who is the secretary of, um, who's the Treasury state, the state president. department, uh, NSA, oh, no, I don't, I don't think it would be NSA. Susan Rice? What, 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 is she at? In no, the, no, no, that's an ambassador to the UN. Yeah, um, but she might be, she might be right now in the Biden administration. Oh, well, good, you, you Hiding proved, somewhere. You, you proved, you proved something you said. I prove everything I say, or else I won't say it. The problem is that you can't believe what you don't know. How much you don't yeah, know. Yeah, because that's how it works. If I don't know it, I can't believe it. Yeah, but does it mean that I'm going to lie to you and say it just for the sake of it? Yeah. Don't cross the two rivers. I mean, it's just, if I say it, it's because I, if I'm not very specific, that's my fault, without a doubt, because I should remember these guys' names. If I'm going to talk about them today, the problem is that I didn't know I was going to talk about them today. But they, the whole Biden administration has many people who are in, that were in the Obama administration. And that person was one of them, but I can't remember his name. He's uh, kind of a redhead and uh, he's a state, uh, I don't know if he's a uh, assistant secretary of state. Uh, for national security, or I don't know his exact title. I did it one time, but don't know now. And it's one of those situations where it's it's a it's a fairyland world we live in. Everybody's on the take, man. It really sucks. No wonder they hated Donald Trump so bad, because this is the only guy who was willing to stand up for us. He put Mike Pompeo there. You put Paul Pompeo, you know, number one. In- yeah, Pompeo. Remember the neocons we were talking about? Yeah. That guy, I think, signed on for a new project of American Century. Yeah. I would not call anyone who puts a neocon on the table well, looking out for us. You know, he came with a, he, he was a congressman. He came with a certain amount of pedigree, number one, in, in graduated class. In, uh, yeah, CIA director. Yeah. Yeah, the, the CIA guys are have to be really, really loyal to the president. I mean, would you have preferred... Uh, John Brennan, a communist who, who you know who, who honeymooned in Moscow. I mean, come on, the guy completely leaked information. He was he, they had to take away his Secret Service clearance. You know, he got a job with CNN, lying to Congress. I mean, he should be in jail. Well, that's like the deep state. Him and Tapper, unbelievable. Terrible, terrible, terrible situation, man. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. And it all starts with this $1.7 trillion that's got me up in arms today. I don't know what to say, and I'm, I'm begging for you to say it so that I don't have to say it, because I think it's terrible that I can't find this rant. And um, I'm dying to play, because since I learned how to use the YouTube gizmo, I'm dying to play for you guys. It's a terrible feeling, man. <sighs> terrible, terrible. <laughs> What are you looking up? In case- I'm looking at the cabinet of Joe Biden to see if I see any faces, but the the pages for Obama are not as up to date as the pages for. Oh, already taken down. Eh. Obama stuff is already taken down. My God, what a racket! Protecting these people. 
Uh, the only person that I haven't heard of in the Bo- in the Biden administration that was in the Obama administration, I wonder where she went. Where did Valerie Jarrett go? Because, boy, was she a player under Obama. She ran She ran everything. Yeah, some and of she these never faces got the are heat. definitely new under Biden. Wow. Oh, Buttigieg got... Oh, that's why he's been talking so much for the administration, because he's Secretary of Transportation. Yes, he is. 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 Yeah, and he thinks he's going to be president. He wants to be president the so next bad. Obama so bad. So bad. And we'll get to have our first boy as president. He won't have a first lady or anything, you know? It's just incredible. Oh, well. What's really kind of funny is that people like him more when he's mean. Who, uh, Biden? Buttigieg. People like him more when he's kind of mean. How is he mean? Like, no, there are moments where he's, like, snapped in, like, the New York Times where they brought up his, like, working for McKinsey. Have you heard the conspiracy theory? Please tell about us. About Buttigieg? Um, some people think he's a CIA asset. And what's the proof behind that? He was just... Because um, he was in the military. I think he was... Yeah, exactly. Um, I read, like, he was, like, honeymooning in Somalia. What? Yeah, when there was, like, uh, one of these trade... When there was one of these weapon trades going on in the country with the United States. Here, I can look back into it, but it sounds really weird. No, um, I can't use that word here. What do you actually mean? Weird means absolutely nothing. Weird is suspicious that a guy with former military ties who works for a company which basically serves to kind of hijack things in the interest of corporations internationally, you know, kind of like Booz Allen Hamilton, uh, one of those companies. Please explain. uh, Booz Allen Hamilton was actually, it's a spy company. No, I I actually volunteered for a job Don't confuse the audience, please. No, I'm laughing about it because now I'm never going to get the job now. Uh, I volunteered uh, when I was in D.C. looking around the private sector for jobs, and they were, like, looking to hire to train people. It's actually... um, because you know Edward Snowden? Edward Snowden did not actually work. No, he was a subcontractor. Yeah, he worked for Booz Allen Hamilton. Ooh. Not the NSA. Because the NSA was contracting companies like Booz Allen. That is when I say how privatized the mili- military is now. That's how privatized it is. People were on record saying since the Iraq War, we have the military has been more privatized than ever. I, oh, what's wrong with privatization of just about everything the government does? It's not like I mean, I, I think, it's not like I it's think good the record anything. shows for Iraq and Libya that it's not the greatest anymore. What? The privatization of the military has kind of led to something. Well, that's what separates us from other nations. Of course, of course you can't be I, I, I would like to think it's other stuff than the raw pursuit of profit, even no, in the military. Man, it's innovation. It's not. Yes, it's development. Not, it's, it's not always. And of course it's going to be Innovation pro- does but not of course lead it's going to be profitable. Profit. Innovation does not lead profit. Innovation absolutely leads in, to profit. Innovation allows a market to shift. The only but problem with the domination, military. you do not need to innovate to win a marketplace. Oh, come you on. Can just when it has to do with military, you better be the best and the brightest and the hardest and the most sophisticated rocket to get the contract. But that's the thing. It's already mostly I funded. I shouldn't say rocket. I should say missiles. That's the thing is that it's most of it's already funded by the public sector. The purpose of privatizing military is just... Absurd. It, it merely feels like it exists, so we can continue doing these wars at regardless of anyone's protest. 
Okay. Chip Roy, for Christ's sake, finally found it. My God, what's with my brain? Okay. So, um, instead of looking up something, expound on anything you want until I find how to play this Chip Roy. My God, I can't believe it took me this long. Holy freaking... So, looking up at Chip Roy. Oh, he's a Republican. Oh, hello. Will I be playing a Democrat unless he's making a fool of himself? Of oh, course. this is about the quote. I thought this was the Biden guy in office. No, it had nothing to do with the no, meme. No, 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 no. It's just an incredible rant that pretty much uh, says, states, and reiterates what uh, us Republicans feel about government as we know it. But this is now, engineering. Folks, the problem with government is the Republican engineered problem. No. This here's is the, the problem. fundamental disagreement I no. have with you. Is that you guys complain about the bugs of the system, but you guys legislate and run the government with the intent to make these bugs the purpose of government. Guess what? You can't say that because we haven't had a filibuster-proof Senate since 1911. The whole basis for your thinking gets falls on its face, as it would with anybody could be sitting there. Not just you. You can't say we've ever controlled government. To control government is to not have to use the filibuster-proof lever against the opposing party because you had the 60 senators. Counterpoint? Is there that, is no counterpoint. No, there is a counterpoint. And the All right, I'm going to be playing this right now. The neoliberal consensus I, overrides this talking point. The neoliberal, I'm sorry. It does. The, it could be a sentiment. Democrats but, and Republicans help fund the monster that is Silicon Valley that consumes every part of our lives to this day. It's just a very much who's going to help us out more to these people. These people are the real masters of the nation. Musk changes from Republican to Democrat, not because of any belief in big or small government, but because the Democrats are not going to be as hostile to unions as he would like them to be, for his sake of profit. But go on, show your clip. This is 27 minutes, folks. I'm going to try to give the full version. This is Chip Roy ripping into the Democrats and ripping into the Senate Republicans who pass this omnibus bill. Listen closely. Story of January 6. Many people have asked that question. Some people have described what happened on that day as an insurrection. But is that really right? Our report is... I'll turn it back over to my good friend from Texas. My friend from Pennsylvania makes a great deal of sense. And I can't help but observe the utter hypocrisy of, with all due respect, so many of our colleagues on this side of the aisle in both the so-called upper chamber and the so-called people's house. How about the junior senator from Utah, Mitt Romney, when he said in 21, quote, Democrats want to spend boatloads of money at the wrong time and in the wrong ways Instead of addressing inflation and dealing with the emerging threat of China, they're dead set on raising taxes and government giveaways. This isn't how we solve the problems facing Americans, end quote. Well, the junior senator from Utah just supported this monstrosity, opposed, I believe, uh, the senior senator from Utah in the election this year, the senior senator from Utah being the one who is trying to stop this monstrosity today. 
How about the exiting senior senator from Alabama in July of 2022, just this year? Inflation hit, quote, inflation hit 9.1% today, another record high. This is devastating news for millions of hardworking Americans. The Biden administration remains remiss in getting inflation under control. Passing another massive tax and spend bill would be a mistake we cannot afford, end quote. Well, here's the problem with Republicans, with all due respect to Republicans, is that they love to use the phrase tax and spend. But my Republican colleagues who oppose tax increases, which I generally do as well, sure have no problem with spend and spend. Spend for defense. Spend and spend. Slip and fall, America. Spend and spend. And then go with their tail tucked between their legs back home and go, I'm sorry. I couldn't really do anything about it. Our hands were tied because we must have the spending for defense and we must have the spending for Ukraine because somebody gave a fancy speech in this chamber last night. Well, the gentleman yield for a question. You were talking about defense and, of course, as a citizen who's been honored to wear the uniform for over three decades, certainly. The number one priority outlined in our Constitution is defending our nation and its citizens. When we talk about spending for defense, are we talking about spending for the defense of the United States? Or is there anybody else here that you'd like to discuss where we're spending on their defense? Well, it's a great question that my friend raises. The spending omnibus, the omnibus spending bill that is coming over to us from the Senate to the best of my understanding, raises defense spending somewhere in the neighborhood of 8 to 10 percent, right? Is, is that what the president asked for? It is, it is more than what the president asked for, I believe. president uh, is the commander-in-chief, right? Correct. Uh, but in addition to the increase in spending for our national defense, there is also an additional $45 billion, which is almost the entire budget of our Department of Homeland Security, by the way, $45 billion additional to go to Ukraine on top of the almost $60 billion already approved, authorized this, this last year, bringing it to somewhere around $100 billion, again, for Ukraine. And for using a bunch of old weapons. doubling our own Department of Homeland Security That's the only Security benefit. Budget, you get to well use all the, the old weapons in the Ukraine to build new ones. Of Russia. Innovation in the private and sector. And American taxpayers are paying for that. And we talked about the... I think 8 to 10% increase in defense spending, I'd have to look at my notes, a sizable pop of money. Is the gentleman in agreement? Because the gentleman served in the United States military for 30 years, and I thank him for it. Just like I thank every other veteran and every other active duty a member of our United States military for standing up to defend this country. But I don't think the gentleman did that in order to rack up more debt and to destroy our financial security. I don't think the gentleman did that in order to throw 10% more money to the Department of Defense, a Department of Defense which is continually a more of a social engineering experiment wrapped in a uniform than it is a military design to kill people and blow things up. Would the gentleman agree? I would agree with that. And I think that the gentleman from Texas would also agree. Look, neither of us like what Vladimir Putin or the country of Russia has done to its neighbor Ukraine. Being a bully, invading, blowing up their buildings and their infrastructure, killing their citizens is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. We all know that, and we all want to help. At the same time, our military is being destroyed by our own country, not some other country. We're not focused. As, a, as, a, as an individual a citizen who's been privileged and honored to serve in your uniform, I can tell you, 
We're not focused on keeping our country safe. We're focused on a bunch of woke policies that are undermining the good order and discipline and the fighting spirit and the focus of our military. If we're spending money on the military, we need to spend money on our military. If we're spending money on the borders of Ukraine or Tunisia or Egypt, we certainly need to spend money on the borders of the United States of America, not just to process individuals coming across illegally. That's what we're doing but actually to thwart those people coming illegally, and as importantly, the criminal element that's coming in, the cartel involvement, the human trafficking and smuggling, the fentanyl that's coming in and killing American citizens now, just reported at a record rate higher than the year before, which is at, was at a record rate. What will it take? 4,100 pages? What will it take before we start concentrating on the citizens of the United States of America. No one raises their right hand in this chamber and takes an oath to, fe to defend Tunisia or Ukraine. See what I mean? It turns out that what's it going to take? And you're going to tell me, I just showed my radio socialists the actual video where all this is going on, kind of changed the subject, all this is going on in a completely empty house chamber. If we ever thought for a moment that this government's ever going to change so that they can shove 4,000 pages down the uh, politicians' throats right before Christmas so that they'll just pass it without reading it, you have to force them to sit there every freaking day during congressional session. That's what we elected them to do. Letting them be somewhere else where they don't even have to be and listen to these two people speaking is an abomination. I, in my book, The Fiscals, on WSQFRadio.com, hit the Fiscals tab. You'll see the reinvention of the United States by affect, not infect. Coming in paperback soon, whenever I feel like it. It's been a, written since 2014. I think it took me about a year to write, I propose the punch-in, punch-out amendment. The punch-in, punch-out amendment will be federally mandated. It would, be quite, it would, quite frankly, be very cool if it were a constitutional amendment, therefore the name punch-in, punch-out amendment, where politicians, all of them, House and Senate, have to complete by punching in and punching out 85% of the congressional terms dates in Congress as a criteria to run for re-election. Guess what? Marco Rubio could not run for re-election this last time because he's never in the Senate floor. These people vote by proxy. And I was hoping that I would get to that part where Chip Roy says, half of you guys are already on your planes going to Christmas vacation and you voted by proxy because we've allowed it because of COVID. So when I wrote this book, I quickly realized I was writing it for the 20-something crowd. Couldn't possibly be writing it to, the, to my crowd who actually ruined the United States for the next generation. And the crowd ahead of them also ruined the next generation. If you would ask us, if you would ask us what ruined the situation that we've, like what ruined our generation, 
we would say probably mostly pointing to a political attitude that began with Ronald Reagan is who we would blame for a great deal of what we struggle with, which is what I'm arguing. Well, not is, only do I, I probably, the, I probably can't agree because you, have, you haven't expounded on that. Which is the undying privatization of everything has destroyed communities. It has destroyed um, working. It has destroyed the strength of labor. It's kind of left us nowhere to go but the hope of success. Have you read Fight Club? I've never. I saw the movie. Um, yeah, but that's Gen X's rage about finding themselves trapped in this sort of economic system. You know, there's a speech that Tyler Durden goes on, and he is like, you know, a lot of us had dreams of growing up to be rock stars or wealthy businessmen or blah, blah, blah. And we've all realized that that's not going to be the case. And we are very, very angry. That's also rubbish. Because you are a product of a system, a big system, an educational system, that minimizes your ability and your individualism. And therefore, I'm in disagreement that we need government to do anything other than Keep the freaking red lights working. Keep the 9-11 toll-free phone working. Keep the cops on the street. Keep them fulfilled. Overpay them. And make sure that they kick everybody's ass who is trying to commit a crime against any of us for any reason, including mob shoplifting. You know who else? Uh, You were talking about innovation because of the private sector. Of course. You know who managed to... Get these electric cars off the ground because of the government was Elon Musk. He had made his company so big because of government subsidies, and now he doesn't want anyone else getting those subsidies. How does he continue to make his money? By the continued domination of the market. You know where that applies? shutting down of other innovations. Well, I don't believe in electric cars, and that's a perfect example. You're making my point. If the government didn't fund this ridiculous technology... We wouldn't have, like a friend of mine told me yesterday, you know, to keep my government contract for a city here locally, I have to convert my gas-powered lawnmower into an electric power lawnmower and my blowers and my weed eaters at a tune of 100000 bucks. 100000 bucks just to cut. That's just one lawnmower, uh, I think $6,000 per blower, and the remainder would be the weed eaters. Think about that. Plus, he's got to make sure that they charge. Plus, he's got to charge them before. Plus, he's got to charge them during the day. He's got to make sure that these freaking inventions work, or he can't renew the contract with his city. That's how stupid this whole electrical world view is. It's groupthink. You're right. Had the government not funded the groupthink with these massive subsidies, Tesla would have never gotten off the ground, and all these other companies that how that have electric cars coming out wouldn't be getting off the ground and we would have just cleaned up fossil fuels to the point where they they, are, they've known since the 70s it's that, disgusting that climate, that climate change I was go going back, to be an issue and they didn't do anything uh, and they continued to control the government through lobbying more but or it less. was based on a lie it's not a lie yeah climate change is a lie it's not a lie it's a lie it's a I'm freaking lie that, that, that's the, the combination of these things that you're concerned about Your reaching basis, out to the, the, the rest premise of the generation. of everything it's like, oh, we screwed is a you, lie. But, oh, we screwed you, but 
We're not going to do anything to unscrew you because we're telling you how we're screwed. We're screwed because of climate. We're screwed because of um, attitudes about you, how the economy works. All that stuff runs. is propaganda you believe because we're screwing you. No, we, but it, it's, we've tried this. We've tried small government for 40 years. Never. We've tried. Yes, that was The last time we had a small Clinton. government. This was all small government. This was all That's not true. What was the last time we had a small government? The Reagan administration time out. started with, if you say... I work, I'm here with the government, and I am here to help. You are the problem. That's what Ronald Reagan started. And he was that right. That was the attitude that most Americans voted for. How many budgets, in for. eight years, how many budgets did Ronald Reagan pass as president? I think that's irrelevant. Yes, it is. Yes, it is irrelevant in your mind. How many budgets are you, because you talk about Reagan, how great he was, and isn't that because you know that I think he's he was awesome the way he are, he inspired a nation, but his budgets did not pass. He None. crushed the unions. Uh, the air traffic control union, yes. yeah. They he crushed that. And that was the beginning of what many people feel was the end of organized labor in America. No. Now, granted, la- organized no. labor and can we have were hoping problems. it was the end of public unions, which I made it very clear, and I'm not wrong. It was wrong by John F. Kennedy, by Jimmy Carter, and by Richard Nixon, who the three of them May collective bargaining the thing, the group think of the past. Government unions ruin not only government employees, it ruins government with deficits. Guess what? You know that you know that famous saying, well, if we don't use the money, they won't give it to us next year? That's imposed by unions. They'll gobble up the, the CIA? money. The CIA? Not the CIA. The, the CIA is the Biggest, why are you? Why are you? Bi- notice how he bifurcates. No, I'm not. The CIA is. You're bifurcating you the that, argument. I think that's the Pentagon. The Pentagon is the biggest guilt, guilty party of this sort of policy no, you're talking wealth, about. Welfare is. Okay. No, no. You the know Pentagon what? I, you know what? The biggest. Si- that could, we went there's over this on the point. show. There's we a good went point. over this on the show. Is that the Pentagon does Here's not know where sixty percent of its budget goes? Oh my God. If we don't build a huge military, our enemies will gobble up because our allies got no military. The French has got an army that can't even cross its border. Germany wasn't even allowed to build an army after World War II. Japan the same. If it's uh, not no, the- I'm pointing out that there is a lack of consistency with these concerns. You Whether keep on it, pointing it, to the uh, you keep on pointing to the Defense Department. It's the only department that is stipulated in the Constitution as a need. More than a want to defend against our enemies, foreign and domestic. So stop with your government. It's the most important industry in the human race. Why? Because it's the only department where you can't afford your citizens with that know-how to work for the other side. My God, that's why Russia sucks, China sucks, and all the other countries who have government-run defense departments suck. Sure, I agree with you that Elon wouldn't have gone this far with Tesla without the subsidies. I also agree, and I make this as an exception, with trying to like dance along the Hippocratic Hippocratic line. The Hippocratic Hippocratic is medical. Are you talking about that or something else? uh, No, that line between hypocrisy and, uh, and truth. I do believe in government subsidies in some uh specters of the economy where it's it's cost prohibitive to get to the source 
to hand it back to the private Those sector are, to, the, the, the mili- and that, that at that time was space. The, the military sector I believe is the, the NASA huge hire be- of like nepotism babies imaginable. Well, that's all feelings and rhetoric. You know, I saw that the other day with one point seven trillion. Uh, we're going to argue this point forever when we're both in agreement. Nepotism and all those scam, all those generals that retire from the military merely go into into the industrial military complex and work. I mean, yeah, that, that's why Petraeus that just is true. wrote a book. But that is a natural phenomenon that, we, quite frankly, a- who better to join a military company than a general who needs to apply those weapons on the battlefield and understands, hey... I want to work for you because you, you you guys are on to something. But it's only the innovation to eventually have uh, pilot, uh, pilotless fighter jets. Like we said last show, we were together. Forget going down that road about the Department of Defense, war means war, and blah, 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 more. No, man. Military means... A military that runs on profit means is a, victory. Is a military that produces perpetual war. Okay. I won't debate that, but more perpetual are enemies of the United States. Since the beginning of its foundation, we've had enemies. Some of our biggest allies in the War of Independence, in some degree, undermine us in other degrees. So, you know, England's so our friend. you fr- would fess up to being part of the forever war? I, I believe it's a natural phenomenon of the human race, period. Human people love the fight, Period. People Period. Love to fight, but a war is really fun. There's never lose. been a moment of peace ever in the world in world history. Ever, you, ever, 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 ever. Do you know? No matter how many times spent, Reagan you know said it, we've spent. been without a war for 30 years now. I've heard Reagan say that he wasn't telling the truth because there were wars raging all over the world, and the United States had their hands in on most of them. Now, should we be on bases all all around the world? I used to think yes. Now I say, wait a minute, are we going to keep on defending people that won't defend themselves? Oh, should we be forking up $44 billion in Ukraine while Europe def- uh, doesn't? Uh, was it okay when the Europeans were laughing at, at Trump when he said, hey, you guys better stop buying Russian oil because there's going to come a day where you're going to really regret that decision. Well, that day has come. Today, Europe is making Putin rich to continue killing people. And until you, your generation, stop thinking about what you just said, and start thinking the way I'm saying it, understanding the micro-ecosystem, micro-economic military ecosystem of talent, skilled talent, and maintaining your talent, meaning your, your nation's ability to invent stuff for your country. Like, for instance, one of our fighter jets, the F-22 famous fighter jet, got a lot of components from South Africa. Why? Because the South Africans, who are really skilled at that stuff, make sure that that stuff stays South African and keeps us from bringing them over on the promise that we'll, whatever you guys invent, we'll put it in our cockpits because you guys are good at it and we'll maintain our alliance. War has been that way since the beginning of time. The great, the great warriors since medieval times are those who were able to had the best uh, steelsmiths, you know, people who can sharpen swords, shields, helmets. Those are the ones who, who would win the war. Because it, it also would help if you had some horses, you know. You don't want to, you don't want to show up in the battlefield on the back of a, a mule, you know. You, you know. 
Archer. But the problem is with this is that there is no industry really if you're going to make it like profit based. Nothing creates more externalities than war. And For what's the hell's wrong with that? The idea is to we no, it, it rots us at the core. No, of it our doesn't. Yes, it Only does. if we lose. Do you know what started the modern white power movement? I don't believe in a white power movement. I there is a white power movement. You, you, you just made it up. No. What started the modern that's a white... Mo that's a moody blues, man. You, you, you don't think the Ku Klux Klan is real? I don't believe that's a white power movement. I the believe Ku that's a... The Ku Klux Klan would self-identify as a white power movement. Sure. So what? So, no. Because here's the thing. You when call, veterans, you no, call no, whatever when veterans, you want. When veterans return from losing wars, they become radical. They become vengeful. Many of them do. Yes. Like again, why is that? That's because people because like you want no. to expand the Veterans Administration, who can't take care of these people. That's an irrelevant point. That's no, not it isn't. About. If a veteran yes, came is. home to the private sector what to be what taken care of, is that the they wouldn't be radicalized. People who cannot find a way in a society that just produces them they for do no not. purpose. These people had no skills when they entered the military. Oh, there's percentages of the military that are skilled, like the Navy SEALs, like the Air Force, but the the average Joe, G.I. Joe, in the military, Marines, Army, Army Corps of Engineer, and such, are people who entered the military because they had no other recourse. And quite frankly, those people's pay should be increased. Nobody should die for this country a minimum wage, going back to our minimum wage. There you got me. I find it an albatross of political groupthink of asswipes in the United States in your hometown of D.C. who underpays military men and then leaves them to squalor. Because this is because they've been reduced to mercenaries Absolutely. by the obsession of privatization. Because I know mercenaries and they get paid a lot of money. I'm talking about... There are different ranks of military. Yes. There's some guys that are like, so expensive to train that they are mercenaries today. A country dependent on war is a country that is asking for its own downfall. No. A country dependent on welfare and social spending is asking for its downfall. You just saw it now with this ominous bill. This thing could take us down. There could be a run on banks by the end of this coming year, 2023. This is and it will be directly related to Democrats and 15 or so Republicans in the Senate because I don't think a, I don't think a congressman is going to vote for this. Uh, hopefully, it'll just stop right there. This is incredible. This is the world you live in, where the greater concern is a number that most people do not understand. It's incredible. But a war that blows up a nation creates hundreds of thousands of refugees. Okay, let me ask you this question: Would Putin have gone into Ukraine in the, in Trump's second term or not? I think so. Okay, you're wrong. He wouldn't have moved. Why? Because gas was only a buck. Therefore, he wasn't going to get rich. And Trump would have bombed him to smithereens at the border where all they were all lined up. That's when you take them out. Remember when Russia was lined up on the Ukrainian border for like five months? Sorry, I'm exaggerating. Maybe they say five weeks. I'm not so sure. It's more than a month. I would have just taken them all out right there. They're all lined up sitting there on the border. <laughs> Goodbye. There goes the war. But no. That imaginary line that Obama created, that amateur freak who sat there with an imaginary line, he crossed it, he grabbed Crimea, 
And then, lo and behold, four years but later, exactly his it. vice well, look president. At what has happened to Russia with its own obsessive war? It's destroying the country. War does not produce anything. Uh, if you want to talk about the meaning of war, half the wars in, in human history were fought for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And that's the thing, is that and you're we, not gonna we, change we, that? we cannot afford to have this attitude about war. Because here's the thing. I we get cannot it. afford I to have poor and people and States. homelessness. I cannot. That's the thing you can't afford, which is what super welfare states in our union have. That's what you can't afford because they don't even, they're not, they can't even go to war. They're in a tent. They're drugged out. They're flipped out. They're freakazoid. They're conspiracy theories, whatever you want to call it. What the nation cannot afford are people who are not capable of standing on their own, are not self reliant, can't raise children. That's another thing your generation has brought to you, courtesy of my generation. You guys have a serious problem about parenting. I just became a grandfather, and I have a very... Uh, Who cuts maternity leave? I believe that you're bifurcating this argument. No, it's directly related. It's directly related. Uh, yes, we, we, but we it's a... We it's, can't bemoan the loss of the family, your inability to parent, continue to talk about... Your inability to, no, to parent has to nothing to do with maternity leave. Continue to force everyone into the workplace. Continue to do all of these things when there's no way... To even subsidize you traditional got, lifestyles that the conservatives want. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What you, you all have done is you, driven you, down the birth rates by your that obsession. That happens to every country. Look at Japan. Japan's a very conservative country with a very low birth rate. Culturally conservative and physically liberal are two different things. But they have a super workaholic culture. Yes, and super taxed one. Very expensive to live in Japan. People are stacked on top of each other. They're buying bunks. You know what it is to buy a bunk in a room in the downtown Tokyo that costs a half a million dollars? And it's a bunk with a TV on it. It's not even a front door because like four people live in there. And they're all, they all own their bunks. And the bunk, I think, has a little slot for a little gadget that is a little tiny TV. And if you have the time to watch it before you go to sleep, that's it. And they, 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 they shower, and they do bathroom in a common area. And those are selling for up to half a million to a million dollars in Tokyo. Hello? Those people are just ants. Why? They believed in their culture. They believed that in their culture, their name was everything. Integrity was everything. And that's, I remember a little girl. The, their huge family culture was the thing. Uh, the, not anymore. The reproduction rates are gone. I remember a young Japanese girl came in the middle of a semester to the KBK8 center with my daughter. I remember my daughter was in the fourth grade. That girl, because she was interrupting the education that was presently ongoing in that semester, her parents had her give a gift to every child in her class on her first day of school. Saying, I'm very sorry, I'm interrupting things. I've come late, and I don't know English. Please help me. And this gift is an invitation for you to like me and be my friend. I know that I'm setting this class back. You know what that is? You know what kind of manners that is? Unheard of in this country. That's something from the 30s, the 20s, the 40s. I, I, ever since we socialize teaching, we've ruined the country. 
every time we socialized the federal bureaucracy, we bloated it. Every time, why isn't the military soldier demanding collective bargaining rights? Why aren't they striking in the middle of a war? Oh, they just, oh, I'm going to stay here in the foxhole. I ain't going to go forward. No, man, they'd be court-martialed, as our president should be. There's, FDR said it himself. Giving collective bargaining rights is socialistic to the point where it will undermine the ability of the American taxpayer to, to be stricken by the striking of an American taxpayer. You can't hold me hostage if you're a taxpayer and I'm a taxpayer over taxes. Well, hello? So someone's going to negotiate the strike on behalf of your my taxes and your taxes? We're both paying taxes and that guy's paying taxes? And he's deciding whether the strike should end? That's the problem with government collective bargaining. We can't shut down the government in the United States. Why? Because in 20, 20 days or 40 days, the entire D.C. is foreclosing. And... It's created bloated governments and repetitious departments. One thing, one problem I do have with Republicans was under George Bush, and I write about it in the book. I said, how long are we going to continue with this low-tax, small-government message when we, Republicans, with slim majorities in the House and the Senate that was given to them by Newt Gingrich in the Clinton administration, Bush still had two years of that he was benefiting from those majorities before he lost them because of the... Iraqi war and, and the Afghanistan invasion, all that stuff. What do we do? We doubled the size of government during a Republican control, not controlled, majority. In other words, 50 plus one. We didn't have 60, never have. We haven't had it since 1911. Never forget that part. And the cloture rule is probably the most powerful thing in the Senate. And it's a rule. It could just be eliminated. Democrats want to eliminate it. I go, hey, man, have at it. Us Republicans don't get how important that is to get rid of that. Well, we're basically admitting that we're going to be a minority party. Anyway, George Bush created in a, in a zilch, in a second, in a millisecond, without any research development or nothing, without quandary whatsoever, he doubled the size of the federal government by creating the Department of Homeland Security. That was the yeah, biggest. I would agree. That was the biggest bandoozle in the history of the federal government. But th- until yesterday. But that's what I mean. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Department of Homeland Security. For was- no reason, because the FBI didn't communicate with the CIA, the local police, and the terrorists and the Patriot Act. Oh my God. Yeah. You think they'd actually like the whole purpose of that thing was to be like would be functioning and stopping all these school shootings? Only the only way to stop a school shooting is for the staff to be armed and to take out the kids. Oh yeah, but you imagine that with all the promises you, and the talk. If one teacher kills security. one kid in the first school shooting, the second shooting will be minimized. The third one will be nullified, and the fourth one won't happen anymore because the little sicko has to know that bullets are coming his way if he enters the school with a gun. Anything else you say here on the Young and Old Show will be. Rebutted heavily. You're wrong, wrong, wrong. Oh, no, but I was saying that the Homeland Security, you would imagine, would have 
for all the spy apparatus, for all these things that no. they demanded that we give them in this for country, our own security uh, that they no. would have prevented any of these things. But you they haven't. We don't prevent exactly anything. What I'm talking about is that look here on the village. That we we look are at told the that we have to privatize. Leave the all, microphone alone. We're told that we have to privatize all of these things. For military purposes. Like We're told that they're going to make us safer, and they haven't. They failed. Like, you the, the, the fear that one, people live is a what, testimony to what privatization the failed Bush are you about? and Obama policies what, of the war on terror. What privatization are you talking about that has failed? The, um, all of the contracts, like um, when you go into the airport, the the body scanners you have there. You want the government to build body scanners? No, they're already there. Okay, the but but thank God they're built by the private sector. What makes you think the government can build a body scanner? Why do we have body sectors there in the first place? Well, they're just trying to catch bombs on on passengers. You know, hell, well, I, it's, you know how many lighters I've lost. What about I've that lost? giant search engine that the NSA paid Booz Allen Hamilton to help develop to spy on everyone? It didn't stop anything. It hasn't stopped anything. That that's the point. Well, is uh, that we've seen the with failure. All, with all due respect about spying, we really don't know. How effective it was because it's never in the news if we thwarted some major terrorist attack. No, but we do have our news stories about um, the feds getting depressed kids to commit terrorism so they can arrest them and look like they're accomplished. Those are the news stories well, we have. There, there, are, there are talks about that the Evaldi shooter was known and he was actually incited to do this because he was known as the shooter in the chats. And there are some mysterious folks adults in those chats who, if they didn't say anything to the law enforcement in Ovalde about this this kid talking this way, then you might have a case. I don't think we're ever going to know those cases. But yeah, I agree that some people believe that some of these freakazoid shooters are actually incited and edged on by other chat room members who may be ex-law enforcement I don't know. I heard that fodder all the time. I don't want to believe it's so. I don't think there's people that like to do this, that are, literally there's a campaign for false flags out there. I don't go there. I don't believe that's true. I don't. I hate to think it that it's organized. If it is happening, I like to think it's somebody's got an axe to grind, like the Oklahoma shooting bombing guy, um, the guy who blew up the... Uh, uh, what was the building he blew up? Uh, Oklahoma City uh, bombing. Who was a military guy, disgruntled, and he put a bunch of uh, fertilizer together and and killed people. Uh, I, you know, I like to think it's just a group of f- three or four idiots that are sick to they're sick in the head and they they go about their way. But that they create oh, yeah. false flags. You I, know, I, I found this um, what I was talking about, which was. A story actually done by Glenn Greenwald, um, who's been on both of our sides from time to time, um, is that um, the FBI has um, found mentally ill people and um, gotten them to do terrorist attacks to arrest them. Uh, and, and this was on The Intercept. Um, does the FBI manufacture yeah, no. such own plots? Um Counterterrorism, arrest of three. Yeah, no. So they, they published their arrests that this happens, but it gets figured out that these are things that they set up. Like, th- this is the question I have. Like, when we're, we're talking about the safety and the security of these things that we have to suddenly fund, and they're not turning up the results. Like, how much more does it take for us to steer course? That's my question to the right. Like, 
how how much more do we have to go to shift our attitudes about security to see that this isn't working? Okay, like, I gave you that not... answer, but you just don't want the answer. You want to keep on forcing us to be marginalized so we can't give you the answer. The answer is simply over and over and over again. We have to, must, not sometimes, all the time, every school, we have to arm staff. And these signs have to go up by state law in every single school. No county's exception. If you got a school, the sign goes up. We use deadly force to take care of our children. Beware, sicko. And let that person see that sign on the front door on every point of entry in that building every single day. So that day when he wakes up with crosshairs, that he's going to see that sign again. And hopefully it starts off to be a small sign and ends up being a really big sign. And then inside, people who are trained, who actually don't want to be taken down in class, male or female, are armed on their, on their personal carry, and they're, they are the person you just cannot hug, you can't shake hands with, they're trained to keep their distance at all times, and pray to God that the offensive lineman doesn't tackle them in class and takes the gun from them. I fully understand that risk. No one should know who has the gun, and quite frankly, perhaps it could be rotating. Like, this person has the gun today, this person has the gun tomorrow, and hopefully that information doesn't get out. So that the student body never know who's, who's got guns. But it can't just be one, because some of these schools are like 3,500 students. My God, it's got to be, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 people with weapons. And they have to be trained to be teachers that never show the gun, period. In other words, if you ever see the gun, it's because it's pointed right at you, and that's the last thing you saw, plain and simple. And until you guys realize that that's the answer in a a society that has millions and millions of guns, no way will I allow you or anyone else to convince me, oh, we should take uh, an unregulate or deregulate or no, unregulate the, the lawful use of any particular gun, with the exception of a newsie. I'll agree. I'll, 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 I'll give you that point. I don't believe a newsie belongs in society. I believe a semi-automatic will do just fine. That that rapid Uzi firing. Uh, I, I think we just need to start funding mental health again. Guess what? The whole society will be in a mental health facility because I think we're all crazy. And you, I know your generation has gone insane. Yeah, I. And, I, and, I th- and the worst thing about it, it's my generation's fault, and that's my point. It's your fault for cutting uh, mental health no, mental health care services. I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. Hey, I see the homeless shelters out there. I believe that all those people should be interned, and I believe in state campuses of mentally ill people. No matter what that costs, I definitely don't want them on the streets. I don't. I I want them out of sight. Out of mind. If you're a family member, you can come pick him up. And but if he gets out of your house, you've got problems. You got big fines coming your way. If you agree to take your family member out of the mental ward, you make sure he's in in good care and well taken care of. Because there's penalties to be paid if you don't take care of your family member who you made yourself responsible for. Otherwise, 
he stays in a state-run institution like all the rest of the Hinkleys out there. Yes, I believe that. But guess what? In order to pay for it, uh, you got to do something about Social Security and welfare, okay? And all those other ridiculous things and, and stimulus checks and uh, what other ones we I'm have? For decreasing the Pentagon. PPP loans. I'm for dis- de- um, decreasing the Pentagon's budget by the 60% that they just can't seem to find that we give them in taxpayer money. Yeah, I can imagine that the private sector... That's se- what I'd be for. That's what I'd be for. That's the first thing I would cut. And you'd be, you'd, be, you'd be grotesquely wrong, and you'd have your enemy standing in your door. Because right now, he's, he's in your back fence. He's in your back door right now. Jared? Oh, uh-huh. man, I don't like that guy. I oh. keep telling him to leave. He doesn't leave. And he got a gun. No, he, he's got a rake. He's got a rake. He's got a rake. He, uh, he, he waves it at me menacingly. And I'm like, get out of here. Go on, get. The problem is I can't afford for you to be wrong. And that's the same with all liberal policies. We, we, we can't afford more of the status quo. Yeah. If the $1.7 billion, trillion dollars that was just passed was all for the military, uh, I, feel, I would feel really sorry for Putin and Xi. The two Chinese people would be flipping out. But, yeah, but no one's joining the military anymore. The rates uh, are got, so low. I believe that the United States has failed its veterans big time. And I so also we, say it in my book. We, so we can agree to restructure the way the budget is spent? If you're talking about the defense budget, yes. And if you're talking about the social spending budget, yes, 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 yes. Really, yes. And if you're talking about the tax system, yes, 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 yes. And you said there was the answer to our prayers, I think, was in the last show, was how we spend the money. I'll say no. The answer to our prayer is big, better, bolder ideas for every single criteria that ails us. I have the answer. Cutting it's, that, it looks like we're running out of time, but my, my last... We're not running out of time. you got four minutes. You, you can talk for four minutes. I'm handing it off yeah. to you. But the, the, big, the big problem I have with that, and I don't think it's going to last forever, is that if we keep making this a profit-centered world in our country, like, profit has its place, right? Profit, I would like to see it as a bishop. I would like to see it as a clergyman. I would like to see it... You want the priest to make money? But I would not want to see profit king, is what I was saying. I was talking like it was chess. Unfor- profit, unfortunately, profit can be up there, but profit can no longer be the residing king and the maximum of purpose we do behind everything. Because what ultimately means is that at some point when an industry is struggling, profit means cutting corners. And well, when America, Jimmy Carter when America bailed runs out. on cutting corners. You remember when uh, Jimmy Carter bailed out to Chrysler? And when it, when America runs on cutting corners, eventually, as we've seen. People become that corner that gets cut. Okay. Well, I can't disagree with you more. I believe that profit is above all things in, in, in capitalism. I believe taxes are the ones that are high on the list. In other words, I don't believe government will ever be controlled if you don't reduce the amount of money they use to operate. You just saw it. Who the hell are these freaks, all of them, all of them, including my party, who are these people to stick a 4,000-page bill on people's desks uh, one day before Christmas Eve 
expected to be read and voted on before Christmas. That is a, laugh, a laughing stockade of the American of the American project government, government system. It's the saddest thing. And until we change how we run this government, and it's changed by us, the people, using Article 5, assembling a convention to amend the Constitution. Today we're at 19 states. Think about that. I remember getting involved in 2014. I remember how, how silly we were, we were told we were assembling and doing video simulations of these conventions. To get you an idea that we would use Robert's rule of order, that we would do everything stand up, organized, so it wouldn't be an organized screening match. And call the convention, man. And let's propose really great ideas, which would motivate me, it motivated me to write the book. I was already writing the book when I joined the convention of states. I remember that a lot of my reinventions were already there. And I brought someone with me to hand out my punch-in, punch-out amendment. And I remember these things. So I'm happy to know that I'm doing my best. So far, so good. And the best thing that happened to Kibis Kane, quite frankly, was that I felt I lost my freedom of speech because it created Blink Radio. 94.5, calling it out the way it is in 20. 22. So stay free, my friends. Thank you very much for for listening to the Young and Old Show here. WSQF Blink Radio. Take care. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide. WSQFradio.com And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.